I I wouldn't trade anything about it. Um, even my my real family is grateful for them, and I love it. Every part of it. I, I there's no other words. It truly is a home away from home. It truly is a family. I call all of I call them all my adopted brothers and sisters because that's exactly what they are. Hello and welcome to Tinker Talks, the audio format podcast that talks about everything behind the fence of Tinker Air Force Base. I'm April McDonald, your host for this special episode, and I'm really excited about this one. I'm excited about all of them, but this one deals with our young airmen and sailors, so that makes it extra special. Our guests today are Pam Clober, who is the executive director of the Home Away From Home program, and we have senior airman Will Coriano Cotto from the 552nd Operations Support Squadron and Airman First Class Alize Menendez from the 552nd Training Squadron. So good morning and welcome to all of you. Good morning. I'm, good morning. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad we get to talk about the Home Away From Home program. So Ms. Pam, next year marks the 10th anniversary since Home Away From Home started. Can you tell me how it all began? 10 years, it sounds, when you said that, I thought, wow, it has been 10 years. Uh, we began, actually started in uh, 2012, but we had the idea in 2011. When Christmas Eve, there were three airmen that did not take leave. Uh, the uh, Oklahoma weather didn't uh, cooperate, and we had icy, glazy streets, and these three airmen were bored. Uh, they had wonderful activities going on during the day in their squadrons, but in the evening, uh, nothing was happening, and they were in their dorms and bored. So they innocently went out on the streets, and unfortunately, uh, with the ice, uh, two perished in a car accident. So fast forward from 2011 uh, to 2012, um, I was at the 552 Awards Banquet celebrating uh, their annual awards. And uh, my husband at that time worked at the credit union, and they were one of the sponsors. So the uh, commander at that time was Colonel Gio. And I had met him prior because sometimes 552 uh, comes back uh, to Oklahoma, to the uh, birdcage area. And so we were talking about that terrible uh, incident, and I simply asked, what can the community do? So Colonel Gio said, come see me. I have an idea. And he called, and he actually is the founding father, uh, the idea behind our program. And he wanted to emulate it after the Air Force Academy. Actually, all military academies have a hosting, and they call it a sponsorship program. Uh, but they uh, actually are mandatorily paired with a uh, host family when they are in school. So he didn't want it to be a mandatory. He wanted it to be a voluntary effort on the airman's part if they felt like they needed a uh, extension of their Air Force family. So we started our program and came a few uh, speed bumps along the way, but finally ended up becoming a 501c3 nonprofit. So we are outside the gate a nonprofit organization supporting the military. Uh, so we um, are here to allow airmen to become a part of our program through several avenues. Uh, one, we host, uh, allow the airmen to be paired with host families and they get to fill out information sheets and we pair according to interests. And then we've grown so much that the next component that we've done is we've developed what's called empowerment, enhancement, and education, 
where we take uh, topics that are current, uh, relevant, and important to this age of uh, young warriors and offered various types of, for lack of terms, life skills classes. And those are each month. So our program began from a horrid tragedy, and we've taken that and hopefully have turned it into a bit of a positive impact. Yes, I, I think so. Um, the program not only benefits airmen, but you've opened it up to sailors from the Strategic Communications Wing 1 as well, correct? STRATCOM is invited. Uh, we also have extended even more so. In all of our documentation, we always used to put airmen slash sailors, but now we've taken out that and placed service members. And the reason why is because we have a reserve unit now on base, and we even have a, a reservist that's in our program, which they only come... Uh, you know, when their duty once a month or once every two months, or they may be here extended time for their duty with the reserve unit, but we have extended it to everyone on base. So we actually are inclusive of every squadron of anyone that is a first-term airman. Uh, usually they start out unaccompanied and in the dorms, uh, but we have had several that have moved out of the dorms, have formed a great connection with their host family, uh, and they've maintained connection. Uh, in fact, Will, he is not living in the dorms, but he still is a part of our program, and I wouldn't know what to do on Sundays if Will and his humor didn't show up. <laughs> but many of our other airmen, I have several airmen that have even married, and they've either married a uh, civilian, of course, or a uh, active duty, and both of the active duty airmen are still in the program with their host families. Oh, wow. So you, it's, it's a great program to gain a networking and, a, and just a family involvement. So uh, we do have the requirement that you are a first-term airman. Uh, but other than that, you know, once you're in the program and you feel comfortable and you like to stay and you, you connect with your host family, then um, I guess we're just stuck with Will. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> How many airmen and sailors or just troops in general have gone through the program? From the beginning and to our count as of last month, and each month we gain new people because of the incoming class through the FTAC program. That's where I get to brief and tell everyone. And then sometimes if they didn't go through FTAC and they hear about it, uh, we, we uh, gained a new participant just this week that had a changed his mind, and FTAC was probably uh, about nine months ago. Uh, but we have served over 1,080 wow. people in the years that we've had our program going. Wow, that's a lot. We, gener we generally have around 200 active, uh, and then we lose, of course, because with us being nine right now, those airmen that have a contract for four-year or six-year, that timeline catches up with us. So I've had um, airmen, or I actually call them my kids once you're in our program, uh, we've had airmen that have uh, been in our family and also in the program for, the, for their full six-year duration, and then they've separated. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. So the holiday season is when a lot of people start thinking about others who may not have family in the area, and they don't want that person to be alone during the holidays. Home away from home isn't just something we do to make sure our young troops have a place to go for Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a year-round commitment, correct? That is totally right. So what happens, let's say, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving, and they're fast approaching, and everybody's excited about the holidays, and no one wants to be um, without the traditional turkey or the traditional games and family. So if there are any airmen, if there are any 
people that would like to join in just for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we always welcome that because we let them know, you know, that we're there for them even past the holiday season. Uh, some people are private and they don't like to join in uh, all the time with people and and uh, they just like the holidays only. But let me ask you this, Miss April, what happens if you have a car accident in March or you have your wisdom teeth taken out, say in June or July? What happens if you have a death in your family and you're here? What happens if something occurs other than Christmas Day and Thanksgiving and you're all by yourself? So it's nice to know that you have a family that if you have a good connection with, you can go to them. And this probably isn't uh, totally correct to say, but you know sometimes there are things that you don't want your leadership to know. You want to keep private or you don't feel comfortable uh, expressing you know things. And a family is a complete insight of you and very confidential. And so it's nice to have a connection here in Oklahoma. Definitely. Our average time that airmen generally stay with us once they uh, get to tinker, get their feet on their ground, get a handle on their job, get their community in their hip pocket, know where they're going, is about an 18 month to 22 month. We've tracked our timeline. And then we have others that, that will stay their duration. And then we have some that actually, when they leave PCS or when they separate, or deploy, they still keep in touch with those host families. Um, I have six that we've had in our family that uh, constantly are in connection with us. And one just made tech sergeant, and uh, I got to uh, see the video of that, and was so excited, and they wanted to share with you. Because you do walk the journey of, of a daily life with a, right. with a, a kiddo if, if you do get attached. As, as someone who, when I was single and had no family in the area and have sat on the side of the road on the highway waiting on you know somebody to stop and help me. I can understand how important it is to have people to be able to call at any time for anything. Well, so. you know these young people are, are not uh, kids. Uh, they didn't just take a job. They have a full career. This, this is a very stressful job because um, it's not like when I was working in I could, you know, go to McDonald's or whatever, and, and if it didn't work in my schedule, I could go get my two-week notice. Well, they don't have this luxury. It's a commitment. They raise right. that right hand, and there's a lot of stress. So sometimes it's nice just to go, and you can be a complete goof if you want, and no one will know. And you could resort back to having just a good fun time and uh, having a good social. Now, each family offers various things. We have uh, 70 families in our program. And um, sometimes they may get together just once a month. Uh, sometimes they may get together for just special occasions, things happening. Uh, but usually the families include um, their airmen kids into family activities uh, such as, you know, cookouts and activities. And many of our families are younger and they have children. And uh, some of the airmen attend their soccer games and, and all the different types of just typical family involvement. So our family, we get together once a week. I feel like it's very important to begin the week um, with a good, you know, let me see how you're doing, let's have some fun, and now go get them. Right, right. So, Will, how long have you been in the Home Away From Home program? Uh, I've been in around two and a half years now. Uh, honestly, some of the most fun that I've had, and I'm, I'm eternally grateful that I was 
actually willing to go through this step. Uh, I know a lot of airmen are very hesitant um, just because the program uh, seems out of the norm from what we hear, right? Um, but I'm extremely glad that I've given that step. Good. How about you, Alizé? So I'm one of the younger people. I've only been in for four months. Okay. Four months, yes. Um, those four months have been like the most growing months in my one year that I've been in today, actually. So I think I've grown the most in the four months that I have been a part of the program versus everything else. Okay. What made you join? What made me so? I joined because, like most airmen, they come to Tinker, they're in their rooms, they're stuck, they start going through it because they're far from home. And I didn't, it's very easy to spiral down and I didn't want to spiral down. So I joined um, because I was going through it. That's the reason I joined. And I'm very, very glad I joined. I tell, I'm part of her family, Mama Pam's family, but I tell her all the time, like sometimes you were my reason at one point. So that's why I joined. I can tell you both that when I went away to college, I was only two hours from home, but I would call home every single day crying, telling my mom, I want to come home. Please let me come home. Would you be disappointed if I come home? She'd say, just give it some time, give it some time. And I do it every single day. And finally, I did it like through the first couple months of my freshman year. And then after Christmas, did it again. <laughs> and then finally stuck it out. But having another family nearby, it would have made such a difference for me back in those days. So I can see, you know, I can totally relate to how you can just spiral down and you need somebody, some kind of connection. So I'm glad that you both joined. That's, it's pretty awesome. So what's your favorite thing about it, Will? So there's so many things, it's kind of hard to really narrow down uh, when it comes to favorite things. Um, they provide stuff like how uh, Pam was saying, when it comes to professional development courses, uh, courses where you get to meet previous service members and you get to learn some of their history. Uh, and that's great in and of itself, but I would say that uh, probably my favorite one is when we have our, our weekly get-togethers. Because at that point, it's really just time for us to decompress, um, meet new people from time to time, and, and really get to enjoy each other's company, right? Um, it just allows us to, to be ourselves in a place where we know we're comfortable, uh, where we know that we're accepted. Um, and that, that's probably, honestly, my, my favorite part about it. All right. How about you, Alizé? All of it. All of it? From going in on Sundays to leadership classes to volunteering, even when I don't feel like it because I'm going to feel guilty if I don't show up for Mama Pam because she's done so much for me. All of it. I, I wouldn't trade anything about it. Um, even my, my real family is grateful for them and... I love it, every part of it. I, I, there's no other words. It truly is a home away from home. It truly is a family. I call all of, I call them all my adopted brothers and sisters because that's exactly what they are. Right, right. Yep. So where is where is home? For me, home is in Miami. I'm okay. from Miami, Florida. Yes, all right. it's pretty and far. It is far. How about you, Will? Uh, I, mine, I call Puerto Rico. So okay. Very, very far. Very far. Very different when it comes to the uh, the cultural shift. Right? Yes. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm very grateful that 
I still do have that place where I can connect with right. um, and have that support. And not an easy, easy hop home yeah. for the weekend for either one of you. So yeah. it is good to have a, another place to go. Um, like most relationships, it takes commitment on both sides to make it work. Do you guys have set times you get together? Or I know you're both with Miss Pam, so it's Sundays. Or if you call up and say, hey, I really need some some bonding time today can you just do spur of the moment visits yeah absolutely and i think our our family is is very good on that part right where it we have very open communications and open channels uh to if we need support Uh, i know not personally but i know of of other airmen who have needed support late at night and pam has been there and it's like hey i will always pick up the phone if you need me um Whenever I've needed any support, like, hey, I need a ride to the airport, uh, I'm deploying or I'm going TDY, stuff like that. They're always there to support me in that way. So uh, at least for, for our family, I, I can speak wholeheartedly saying that it's not a stringent uh, schedule. It's very fluid on on the airman's needs um, and the family on how they can support. All right. Would you like to add to that? It's very. I, I pick up the phone all the time and I call her. I'm 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 one of them. I, I'm like I don't know which decision to make. Uh, my real family not military at all, so can't help me in certain areas. And I just pick up the phone. I'm like, Oh Pam, what should I do? And she's like, Well, you know, you have to sit down and write pros and cons and see what you truly want. And she talks to us. Just she tells us the truth. The truth, whether you like it or not, you're gonna get the truth, and that's the part I like about it the most. Good, good. I can visualize you, Pam, with your little, uh, we'll just say your little earbud in, <laughs> constant communication with all your kids all day long, just nonstop phone calls, maybe. Well, I do receive <laughs> a lot of phone calls during the, the week, um, and sometimes mid-early mornings when we have a Saturday night fun. Uh, and we get some phone calls to try to figure out and solve some problems and getting those cars possibly out of impoundment and whatever. But, yeah, um, I, oh I, I do get a lot of phone calls. But um, our program offers a lot of it, things that can meet the needs of airmen. Uh, when I go to FTAC, um, I've been going uh, sometimes by myself, and sometimes I have airmen, and Alizé is one of my best proponents proposal I mean a proponents of the program and when she comes uh, I pick up so many newbies and uh, because she just like she says she honestly tells them you guys think you can handle this but you know deep down inside wouldn't it be easier if you could have a little bit more fun and not so much stress and they don't look at it in that respect they they think that it's showing a weak link um, in their their uh, uh, beginning career as a airman, as a young warrior, as a person. But you have to consider, this is generally the first time that they've truly been away from home. They may have lived in apartments, they may have gone to college, they may have been, you know, 30 minutes, an hour away from home. But truly, such a distance that, you know, when will you see your family? You will see your family in you know, this many months, this Christmas, maybe not at all. We have an airman in our family. Uh, Shannon has not been home for three years. Three years. years three years because wow. she lives in Guam and with, unfortunately, COVID. So she has not had a connection. You know, now mm-hmm. she's gotten to see some uh, friends, 
that she's met in basic and gotten to have a connection in that respect. But a true family, no, she hasn't had a chance to connect. So we're a supporting group for her. And as Alizé said, you know, they are brothers and sisters. And trust me, if you come to our house on Sunday, they pick on each other like brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um, competitive. And, and it's pretty competitive and it's pretty pretty fun. And I think we, we all vie to see who's the favorite one and, and <laughs> who, who does Tristan. this and, and uh, who, whatever. But it's just a great environment. I thrive on it. I, I think, truthfully, my week starts best when I have... I call them my family, my kids over, uh, because we all have a chance to just unwind, and we do. We are goofballs. It's just hysterical. Um, but for an airman coming in, until they see that, and that's part of the program too, come, come go with someone just so you can experience it first. Because, you know, it does sound very weird, April, to <laughs> I'm going to pair you with a family that you've never met, mm -hmm. you don't know where they live, you don't know who they are, you don't know anything about them, and you want me to do what? Go to their house and eat and do what, you know? Yeah. So it's very awkward, and it shows a huge, huge step of maturity to try and adventure something new that will in the long term, long run, which at that point in time they don't understand that, maybe benefit you. You you may have opportunities. Uh, Alizé and Will have had several opportunities uh, to do volunteer work. To uh, They got to brief at uh, General Kelly's ACC uh, fall conference, a four-star wow. general conference. Um, they are getting to do a podcast. There are so many things that if... Um, airmen give it a chance if they just will try something a little outside of their comfort zone I guarantee you the program really would meet their needs yes. um, but we've started something interesting and new and I think it's really quite beneficial um, we have as I mentioned life skills classes in fact um, this Monday we just finished our last one for this year and it was on budgeting and planning financial planning and your TSP so hopefully uh, out of the 30 that joined us, we were able to give some information so that they can learn to have their money make more money for them when, when they get closer to retirement or just right now seeing that, that growth. But we are having airmen that are attending our life skills classes, our picnics, our Christmas events, um, all these uh, different activities that we offer, but they are not paired with a host family. So I've gone to them and I've asked, you know, wouldn't you like to be a full participant of the program? And their answer is, no, no, I'm, I'm happy. And I, they, they like coming to our classes, but they really don't want that connection with the family, which is perfectly fine. So now we have an extension of our program, which I didn't even think about it until we were writing out the certificates of attendance so that they can use for their career journals or keep up with it if they have to do a a presentation before a board or for BTZ, all of the attendance of the life skills class of, uh, classes count as self-improvement and count toward um, being involved, <clears throat> pardon me, in doing volunteer work. It all counts for their their career journal. So I'm thinking we're meeting the needs of another sector as well. Right. So all of our classes, we advertise through the 552, through the 72nd, through FTAC, uh, on the door map. Um, uh, Stephanie Wilson, uh, 
retired Colonel Stephanie Wilson is the CE Directorate, and the dorms fall under her category. And so any of our events, she's giving to the dorm and it goes to the dorm council and to the dorm app. So it's now base-wide for any event uh, that the airmen would like to attend just to learn and to, if that topic is interesting to them, join us. You don't have to come to all of them, but pick and choose. So we've been finding we've had a good turnout of um, people that are not completely in the program that, but are wanting to participate in the classes. That's, that's amazing. That's really awesome that you have that available to them. So, um, Alizé, what types of things do you reach out to Ms. Pam for help with? I reach out, the latest thing I've reached out to her was probably commissioning. That's the long-term goal, and she stays on me for it. And you, there's, there's some things that you want to talk to your supervisor about, but you just don't know how to. Sometimes you just have to say it, right? Um, but sometimes you don't feel comfortable, or you just got here, so you just met your supervisor, so you don't know how to tell them certain things, right? right. So I called her. I called her. And she talks to me about it. She's like, hey, this is you, pros and cons. The type of person I am, believe it or not, most of us that have probably joined right at a young age either joined for college or joined because they didn't want to go to college. And I'm one of the ones that didn't want to go to college. <laughs> and I see the effects after, right? But, hey, I call her for any and everything. Just to vent sometimes, just to call her, just because I think I need support. And I'm the type of person that I don't want to worry my family at home because if they see that I'm going through it, they're going to be worried about me, and that's just a whole nother thing. Right. If I don't have to involve them in certain things, live your life. I'm living mine. I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. I'm great. That's how I see it. <laughs> All right. How about you, Will? Um, well, kind of how I mentioned previously, right, when it comes to just support uh, whenever I'm traveling for, for the military. So... Uh, if I have to leave my car somewhere, right, and it's extended periods of times, uh, I, I always know that I can reach out to them and say, hey, can you take care of my car um, for those times? Uh, also, just just to talk sometimes, right? We, we communicate a lot when it comes to just seeing how we're doing. Um, just recently I had my birthday, and we had a, a, a bit of a conversation on, hey, congratulations on your birthday and, and all that stuff. So it, it really... It really depends on what the airman wants to, to have from that relationship, right? Uh, but that those are some of the examples that I've reached out for for my family. Right. So I know you mentioned earlier that the length of time that people stay in the program is about 18 months or so. But, and you said they can stay in as long as they want. There's not, you're not going to say, you know, hey, you've been in this program for nine months, you're getting booted. <laughs> So that's that's correct. <laughs> when, we, when we started the program, our our intent was uh, to serve the first term airmen that have completed their basic training or their tech training, tinkers their first duty station, they're unaccompanied living in the dorm. So that last phrase, living in the dorm, was the catch. Uh, the dorms started doing a lot of uh, maintenance and repair, and they were being. Uh, allowed to move out of the dorm sooner than their normal time well are you booted out are you kicked out well goodbye nice seeing you you don't you know you don't qualify so, no we do not actually have those qualifiers um, we are here as a support um, it's as much as the airman wants and and will said it correctly will is 
very independent. He's uh, Both of these people are very independent. They wouldn't be in the military if they weren't capable of being independent. Uh, but Will is a bit more of a private person, more of an independent. He doesn't need a lot of uh, emotional support, um, but he likes to, and he never misses. There's never a Sunday that, that unless he's TDY, that he has miss, missed our, our family get together. And I think that feeds his soul right there, just enough to know I have somebody in my hip pocket if I have an issue or problem. But, you know, I just want to see you. I want to have a good time. Uh, we enjoy a meal together. And that feeds him. Alizé, she and I have a little bit different of a connection. Uh, she'll, I'll just wake up. Some days there's a text on my phone early in the morning, and she'll say, just thinking of you. And, uh, you know, she, she has a little bit more of a connection. I think girls are a little bit more closer uh, than guys you know I think right. we have a bit more emotion and and uh, not going in there but uh, there are less women in the military than than men mm-hmm. and it still is predominantly a men's uh, unit type of a force so therefore the females I think like a little bit more of a connection um, and most supervisors not all but a majority of them are uh, male and it is kind of hard to go to a male and and express you know your emotions and feelings so i think it's nice that you have that option if you so desire um so uh and then we have some airmen that are young men seriously that are really having struggles and um it's nice to have someone that you can communicate to and and work with Um, most all of our airmen um with my husband prior financial background it's great because they talk money they talk uh you know how can we do this how can we do this is is this a good deal to do this or whatever Uh, we have some great success stories we had an airman that uh, was here for his full four years and when you separate you do a budget i think it's through the tap program if i'm not mistaken but you do a budget and it's quite a lengthy budget that you do very good i mean they planned a beautiful uh, budget and and he couldn't quite figure out how to get it all filled out so he brought it over to the house and uh, mike was looking at it and he said i don't think you have this filled out right and he said well i didn't quite understand the question so they they talked about it and so after he explained to uh, mike my husband helping him he said uh, no okay no you've got that right they'd flip through the next page and he said are you sure these numbers are correct and and so finally, after they went through the whole uh, uh, financial uh, budget plan, which it's it's several pages, he folded it up and he said, Jacob, I'm, I'm quite amazed. You have no credit card debt. You have no car payment. And you have $25,000 in savings in four years that you've been here. Wow. And he said, yeah, I do. And he said, well, how in the world did you, did you do all that? And he said, well... I've been listening to you. And I and it just Mike just his eyes like, wow, you paid attention to some of the things because he would come quite often and say, What do you think? Should I do this or this or this with my with my money? And Mike would just give suggestions and then he mm-hmm. didn't know. We didn't know it was being implemented. But that's just a success story. And so yes. uh, the host families can give a lot of input um, and sometimes no input. If that airman doesn't want it, need it, or request it, uh, it could just be strictly social. We have families that uh, love to hunt and fish, and uh, I have a woodworker, I have a welder, I have uh, 
uh, people that love to race and work on cars and all the airmen, when they fill out their form at the FTAC uh, briefing, they tell me what they like. And I try my hardest to pair them with that particular interest, a family. So the family may just be fully for fun. It's all in what is needed on the airman's part. Gotcha. So how do you find families to participate? That's a good question, and that's the tough question. Um, I vet our families very detailed. Um, We have families that first started the program, and we had 10 original of our charter families, and out of that we have four left. Uh, The others have moved, believe it or not, or they probably would still be a, a component of our program. But those families that are actively involved, they may have their airmen over and do something in the neighborhood, and a neighbor may say, what, what's going on? I have several neighbors, which is nice because two families side by side, they can have a little family competition, uh, <laughs> a little family, uh, you know, large family get together. And, and we, I, I do have four families uh, that they are neighbors, two and two, and they do have group, group events for their airmen. Uh, but that's one way. I uh, am very welcomed into the community with the chambers, the rotaries, Kiwanis, um, all of those areas, um, our local churches. They allow me to talk about the program. COVID has been uh, not our friend or anyone else's mm-hmm. friend, and it has put a damper on our program, and we're just getting our feet back on, and now Delta arrives on the scene, right. and everything's uh, not as severe, but moderately severe as far as what we can and can't do. Uh, But uh, we were put on suspension for a period of time, and so therefore I did lose a lot of airmen. You you lose interest, Mm -hmm. and we're rebuilding our program, both with hosts and with airmen. A lot of our host families uh, bailed out because of COVID and said they might come back later on. So we had 70 families uh, in that are not actively with airmen, but are in the program. But right now we have 43 that actively have airmen paired with them. So by your numbers that we have over, uh, you know, 200 plus airmen that are active and 43 families, you can tell that most families have multiple airmen in their homes, which is phenomenal. It's not one person in one family. And that's another thing uh, that the airmen need to know. It's It's not uncomfortable. Um, and in FTAC, if you have a friend or a wingman or a buddy that you really uh, get along with and they want to join, you want to join, we place those two airmen together. Okay. And uh, as well as if I place them with a family and it doesn't gel, it doesn't mesh, it doesn't feel right, um, they just need to contact me and I uh, re- repair families. It's very simple. We've done that multiple times. All right. Do the host families have a commitment time? Like, do they say we'll be in it for a year and then you, they can re-up? Or is it, is it the same? That's a great question, and that there is a commitment. And prior to becoming host family, in fact, we've just gained three new families, I uh, meet with the family. I ask how they, first of all, they call or email, and so I send back information to them, letting them know what we do request, well, I don't say request, require our host families to do, because it is a commitment. If we have a commitment on the airman side that you are invited to someone's home, and if you wish to go, fabulous. If you don't, you have to be an adult, an RSVP, no, I, I can't come, I'm not interested, or thank you, not this week, or whatever. So I have the same commitment on the host family's part. Um, We ask that each host family 
stay in the program. Um, as, well, basically, I, I want them forever, but they, we don't have a renewal or, a, or re-up. Um, it's basically as long as they are available. Life does happen. Um, we've had several families that have had a loss of a, of a uh, family member that, that was living in the home that they were caring for, and they had to bail out of the program for a while to take care of family matters. We've had health issues. Um, we have a family that... So I Count me as volunteer, count me as volunteer, but he's at open heart surgery and they don't have any airmen right now and doubtful they'll ever really come back. Uh, Mr. Trent is our oldest host family um, and he's uh, 85. He's my fisherman, wow. uh, but um, he's on hold right now because of COVID. So mm. there are a lot of life's issues that, that hit the program just as it hits yes. everyone. And that's why the program is good because life hits life happens and uh, it's nice to have a, a backup plan uh, for you if, if you're struggling with problems um, our host families are vetted we do our background checks through the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation and they must come back with a completely clean background check any infractions even if they were um, 21 22 and now they're in their 50s I'm sorry we're dealing with a security issue we're dealing with um, a very important commodity our airmen mm -hmm. um, I cannot take that as a, uh, a potential risk right. I have to be very prudent and we do have our bylaws we are a full foundation so we do follow our bylaws and we have a full board of directors and anyone that comes back with any form of an infraction in the areas that we do check for their background check we write a thank you letter, but we tell them that due to, you know, the intensity of the program and the security issues that we cannot allow them to be a part of our program. Um, I also have dismissed host families uh, because the airmen have come to me and said, you know, these things are strange. This is what's been, um, they, they uh, are telling me I should do some things that, um, you know, I, I really don't feel comfortable with uh, pertaining to their individual choice of lifestyle. Um, we are not here to judge. We, we can't tell you anything uh, that you need to change or do differently. We are here to support. When you come mm -hmm. in the program, you are who you are. And right. we are who we are. And we blend and we get together and we support. So that host family that was being very judgmental, um, I simply took that particular airman repaired with another family which was extremely successful and called and, and thanked them for their uh, donation of their volunteerism but that we were no longer able to accept them as a volunteer right that's got to be hard but the airmen come first that is exactly so. right their safety their security um, their mental their spiritual uh, we follow the core values of the Air Force. And so if we don't meet all those needs, then the host family really is not beneficial to the, to the development of the program and the development and the security and the support of the airmen. Right. How do airmen join the program? Well, we have a formative uh, FTAC briefing. Uh, generally, FTAC is twice a month, and it's through the... Uh, uh, career assistance program, the first term airman uh, class that they go through. It's a week-long class, and generally they try to capture those young people that are coming in well within a, a six-month or so timeline, but COVID has, again, <laughs> interrupted, 
And so they're doing some catch up of those airmen that did not go through FTAC expediently. So um, you may have been here almost, you know, a year and have not accomplished uh, the task of your FTAC program and they may not have heard about it. But predominantly it's through the briefing that I've been granted uh, through the base permission to uh, speak about the program at FTAC. Um, They also can hear about it through all of our life skills classes that we offer. Like I said, it's placed on their dorm app and I do flyers in the wings and uh, they sometimes take that to a hall call or or, um, meetings that they may have within the squadrons. Okay. And word of mouth. Yes, that's, uh, that's my important. airmen are the best to promote the program. <laughs> right. How do um, host families sign up to participate? Do they just contact you and that is well? That's one way. Um, sometimes I'll be able to go and speak at various organizations, and I'll take my packets with me. And if they're interested, they can take um, information and get it back to me. We do have a Facebook page and we do have a website. And on our Facebook page, we post something every week to let everyone know how active the program is. Um, we have donors that uh, support our program because we are a 501c3. We are a nonprofit. We are not subsidized. We are not a DOD affiliate. We are in no governmental status. So therefore, we have no income from the base. No as far as any of the the uh, budgeting we are a nonprofit outside the wire so i rely on donations and various types of of funding through grants i write a lot of grants or various corporations may give us uh, funding so with those donors i also am able to speak to their organizations to gain uh, host families and let them know that they can not only Uh, help us and support us financially but they could give us their time and treasure of themselves as well as a volunteer so that's an avenue but also our existing host families are great just like airmen tell airmen you know your friend to friend a host family tells a host family an incoming host family so what is your what is your website our website, unfortunately, it's intensely long. It's <laughs> www, and it's our full name, www.teamtinkerhomeawayfromhome.org. Okay. And you can go to that. It is not a secure site. So I always tell our host families, pull off your questionnaire, pull off the liability waiver, uh, and pull off your background check. And if you're an airman, you can also do the same thing. All those two, those two forms for you as an airman are on that website as well. But then I connect with that host family and visit with them uh, prior to um, allowing them to be a part of our program. Uh, in fact, Sunday, I went to a potential host family's home and took forms and kind of looked it over and felt like, you know, I didn't feel like this was a great environment for my, fam- for my airman. Uh, so I kind of pick and choose because they're very important uh, to me, and I don't want to jeopardize the the program. Right. Um, with this being a nonprofit, we can do events and activities as we would like to do. However, there is a there's a but to everything in life. <laughs> However, uh, the Secretary of uh, Defense passed a ruling in 2015 for what and how nonprofits can operate and uh, function on a installation, a military installation. And we must abide by the base commander's requests as well as all legal ramifications. 
So anytime we have an event or a calendar or anytime we have a base commander change, I take our program and its entity and go and visit and let them know what we do uh, to support the mission, how we want to be a supportive community wingman, uh, but then we also have to operate within the parameters of the military. Even though we are non-military, no DOD and no governmental status, we still abide by those. We want to be a team. That's right. why we're called Team Tinker. <laughs> that's, that's great. We will put your website address in the show notes so people will be able to find you. You don't have to remember it all. <laughs> it's um, How many... Or are there other bases who have modeled a program after Tinkers? That's a great question. Right now we are in a huge uh, contact of other bases, and it's simply because of these two These two here with us at the podcast. Uh, Will and Alizé, as I mentioned prior, they got to do a live stream uh, for General Kelly, uh, the four-star general that's the Air Combat Command commander, um, at their fall conference, and they were going to actually go, be able to go and brief, but with, of course, this wonderful <laughs> Delta again. Uh, they did not get to attend physically, but they attended through a live stream and knocked it out of the ballpark with the attendees. So um, they have made me have a bucket load of work lately <laughs> with tons of questions and input from several bases. Presently, um, well, back in 2015, I was also able to go to General uh, Carlisle, the ACC commander at that time, and we uh, had information, uh, wanting information from a Tinker uh, to other bases, and I had gone to 18, contacted 18 other bases. Up and running, I know right now we have five, and I keep in touch with them and I've even traveled to their bases to work, uh, visit with them with their chambers and their point of contacts and, and their base leadership to let them know how you can work together as a nonprofit, non-military, with the legal involved and it all work together. Uh, because there is a way to go from no to yes and still stay very legal and make everything work well and correctly. And uh, so right now I've been working with Offit and Hill, um, actually Hickam, and I, I thought, hey, we need, we need to make an on-site right. visit there. <laughs> and, uh, but I have been, uh, recently, five uh, bases have contacted us uh, just after uh, October's uh, conference. That the That's two, uh, These two amazing people have uh, promoted the program. That's really awesome. So you're not only changing lives at Tinker, it's across the Air Force. Tinker is the shining star, and so we... Uh, are trying to uh, let them know how awesome uh, the Tinker is because it, it's, I'm just the cheerleader. Uh, General Gio uh, now, uh, he was Colonel Gio when he uh, was here at the uh, uh, 552. In fact, I got to see him at the conference in October and he was just amazed with how we started with 10 airmen and we've uh, tenfold and grown and grown. And also we've included now classes and availability as opposed just to you know, placing you with a, a host family and and not getting gaining anything other than just fun out of it. We now have been able to develop additional uh, events and things to serve and and uh, fulfill that that need with that airman. So it's it's pretty amazing um, how it has evolved over over the years. It is. It is. Well, I think that's the last of my questions. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add before we close? 
I'd just like to say thank you for having us here and sure. allowing us to express our experiences out here. The, the program is an amazing program. If any airmen are listening out there and have any doubts um, or concerns, honestly, it, it's been one of the best decisions that I've made, and it's really made my time here at Tinker uh, really glow and, and excel uh, in that time frame. Good, good. Um, I just want to say this is a great program. And I talked to my friends like from BMT and tech school, and I've even told them, hey, you should check them out if they have this program before I ever knew it was really, not a lot of bases have it. I was like, hey, and they were like, yeah, we don't have that. So every time I get a chance to talk about the program, I talk about it because it helped me and it can help anybody else that's in need of that support, right? Right. It's a great program. Join it if you wanna grow personally, inside of work and outside of work. It's great. Very good. But on an ending note, if uh, an airman isn't quite for sure that they want to do the all-in, joining our program and being paired with a family and, and attending everything, if there is anyone, seriously, just for the Christmas and Thanksgiving, that they just, that's all they want, no strings, nothing, um, please contact us. And we have, as I said, many families that would love to welcome you in for the Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, single day. That's all they want, just to have a, an involvement, uh, because they will have a ton of airmen at their table already, and they won't feel awkward. They won't feel, you know, just sitting there, you're the only one. <laughs> so please let us know, um, and we can easily place uh, for a, a holiday meal if that's of interest to anyone. But more than that, we'd like to give, have you give us a chance. Yes, I, I think they should all give you a chance. And I appreciate you guys coming in today and talking to me because it's I've been a fan of this program for a long time. So I'm, I'm glad to know that um, to hear your stories about how it's, it's really impacted you. So thank you all for being here. And thanks everybody else who's been listening to us. We appreciate you and hope you share this podcast with your friends. Tell them they can find it on Apple or Spotify. They, and you can follow us on social media at Tinker Air Force Base on Facebook and Instagram and at team underscore Tinker on Twitter. And finally, you can keep up with everything we've got going on on base on our website. It's tinker.af.mil. Thanks for listening and have a great day.